1: Hi there, this is Pat McDonald back with you again with Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. Joining me in studio, thank you, Chris, is Chris Barbieri. Um, I use this title, I know you have many of them, the former director of Asia Division of the Vermont Chamber of Commerce. Um, and prior to that, he was the executive director. I was the president. Oh, president. I like that title.
0: For a lot of years. Oh, that's better.
1: Um, I like the president. I'm the president of something. I think that's cool. (laughs) I like that better than the executive director. So, can you talk about your years with the chamber and how you became so interested and involved in China?
0: Well, I don't want to take up too much time of the time we have, but. Uh, I, I started with the chamber when I was looking for a job to get back to Vermont. Um, I wanted to get back here. I was living in Massachusetts at the time. Out of school, I, I started working at H.P. Hood oh, at, cool. in Boston, which was a, – a, I can say nothing bad about Hood. They were a great organization to work for, but I wanted to get back to Vermont. And uh, so I did, and I needed work. And uh, there was an opening for what was called the um, – the Vermont Chamber of Commerce, the uh, Vermont Association of something, I forget now. but um, So they were looking for uh, an executive director, uh, which later on became president. They just changed the, the change titles. And uh, so I took the job and uh, things that with myself, um, a full-time secretary and a, part, and a part-time uh, auditor or treasurer. And uh, beyond that, we started growing because we started um, spreading out, Beyond what the chamber was at that time. Uh, It was basically a tourist promotional organization. Didn't do any lobbying. uh, Did not get involved in anything uh, outside of tourism. So we began step-by-step moving into a a real chamber of commerce, a real state chamber of commerce, uh, which almost every state in the country has one. So we began to become to morph into being that kind of an organization where we do lobbying, where we, we uh, promote the business community, uh, where we do a lot of a lot of um, events that are surrounding promoting business and promoting uh, commercial activity and so on. So uh, the membership grew, and uh, when I left, we had about uh, sixteen hundred members or so, business members around Vermont, right. and um, and I really enjoyed my time there. But uh, one of the things that happened. Was uh, I got a call from Senator? I think he was Senator Jeffords, or it might have been he when he was still in the House. Uh-huh. But from one of his staff, called up one day and said that uh, we have uh, a, a um, one of the folks that was in our office went to Taiwan and came back and said, "Wow, you know, this place is really interesting, and it seems to, in a lot of ways, fit the Vermont model." Now a lot more people, huh. but uh, about the same size geographically, and a, a lot of the same uh, k- kinds of businesses, and and the uh, attention to uh, to business uh, cultures, and so on. So uh, that that uh, person call from from the senator's office. Said we called the state and they said, well, you know, we, our interest is in is in Canada. We not We're not that interested in, in Taiwan. Where mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so w- w- we said, okay. I said, okay. Um, let's at least think about about because I had just in, just had put an in international uh, trade committee on to, to the other committees in the chamber, and. Um, so I said, wow, this is perfect. So I went to the chairman of that, of, of that uh, committee and said, yeah, why don't we see if we can get a group together and go to Taiwan? Right. Um, we, we, had in, we had invited uh, the New York, the New York uh, representative for Taiwan uh, to, uh, to talk to the chamber, to talk to our committee. And he said, you have to come over and you have to see what's going on and we will help you do this. We'll, you know, we'll set you up over when you arrive. So that's what we did. We put together a group of about 16 people. We went to Taipei, which is the capital of Taiwan, and uh, it, it really blew our socks off. Um, the culture, the people, uh, the focus on business, uh, it, it, was, it was something that uh, – something's lacking here. So um, we put this group together. We went over, and then one thing led to another. And uh, one of the people I ran into was um, – a gentleman who had a trading company in Taiwan, and he became my mentor. His name is nice. Nelson, Nelson Lowe. And he's been my mentor. Uh, he said, "He said, okay, uh, you, you want to have uh, operations here in Taiwan. He said, and, and I was thinking personally about giving up the chamber and moving to Taiwan. Because wow. I really was impressed with it. Wow. And the culture and the food and the whole nine yards. But anyway, he said, you know that's great about what you want to do in taiwan he said but just go across the the the, slate, the, the straits right here and and you've got uh china with 1.4 billion people right. not 23 million like on taiwan so um, that's what happened i moved over to uh to china opened an opened an office there for the for the chamber and uh that's what got me interested in China. in china great.
1: That's and
0: great. then i lived there for 3 yeah. years uh, which i really enjoyed
1: that's amazing. As I remember you and I talked at one point, you said you would move over there in a, in a heartbeat because you just loved it so much. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's good. So what, because I would like, that's what we'd like. To, I know you know the business end of China and Vermont, but I'd love to talk about all the other things today that you mentioned about mm-hmm. culture and the people and the food, I, I, which I think is probably a little different than, than what we think is Chinese food. Um,
0: there, there's nothing there, – it's <laughs> totally different. I know, exactly. <laughs> totally I, was,
1: I was just telling uh, Chris, I have a book at home about Chinese um, recipes, and I wanted to bring it in. I'm going to have to get it to you. It is really a history book about China, the pictures and the the articles, and then there's recipes, but that's sort of an added – feature to the book, because I read the whole book book to, you know, front to cover to, to talk about
0: well, what well, the Chinese
1: people are all about.
0: The, the food is fabulous, but uh, it's not like similar or, or the same throughout the country. Each province has its oh, own food. Uh, uh, it's, it's amazing uh, that the, the differences, if you go you know, out, out of Shanghai, for example, and then you go to one of the other provinces, even nearby ones. The food will be—it's still Chinese food, but it'll be a lot different than what you Interesting.
1: Oh well, we'll have to chat yeah. about that. I'm big on food. Um, so uh, you also another hat you wear. Besides uh being involved in cars in antique oh. cars, <laughs> you were on the show uh with Joel Nashman a while yeah. ago talking about the the cars um mopar. We run into Chris my husband and i we didn't mm. go this year we were going we didn't to I know I know <laughs> down to Carlisle, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. but uh, we didn't make it this year um but you also do China business development tours mm-hmm. um which um, how did that get started, yeah. and do you have a lot of people interested in that?
0: Mm-hmm. After after I left the chamber, um, I decided to start putting groups together to want to go to China. Right, and I had done some business once while so I was still with the chamber, but then beyond that, uh, it's been pretty much tourism. And I I bring um, anytime I can get. Seven to eight-plus people, say up to 10 or 11. Um, I've got the whole thing laid out, and I've taken a number of groups over uh, to China, and um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, It's not really that expensive, to be honest with you, to do this kind of trip. And um, we go from Shanghai, uh, then we go to Xi'an, which is a city – it's a very interesting city. It's got the old – Wall all around the city that you can walk around right. from the top, and nothing within the walls or there's no more development within the walls. Huh. You, can do, you can go out on the outside of the walls too, if you want to build a you know build have a, a motel or something, but um, you can walk around the whole wall on the top. It's ten miles to walk, and it's a great it's a great city. So uh, we, we bring a group there, and then um, from there, early on you used to fly to Beijing. I so said, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense. So you can you can take a train. It's oh. five hours, five hours from Xi'an to Beijing, and in that five hours, you see so much of China. You oh, see you, you see the agricultural areas. You see the, the new cities developing. Uh, it, it's, and everybody says it's much better. This yeah. is a lot of fun to go on the train, you know. And, of course, there's a, there's a club car that you can go in if you want to get right. something to eat or drink and so on. So um, – and then we go to Beijing. And we, we do a, see a lot of the sites in Beijing. But you must, yeah. must go to the Great Wall. It is unbelievable. Wow. So um, I haven't done any since, since COVID. Huh. But uh, – and, you know, right now, uh, thanks to the media – There are a lot of people are hesitant to go to China, you know, like they're going to get arrested or something, which is not the case. Nothing's changed as far as going over there as a tourist or just having a good time.
1: I think I'd be one of those people to tell you the truth. Very, I keep saying to Bruce, why? (laughs) Why are people going to some of these places when – but we should talk about that because it sounds fascinating. Bill Doyle walked the wall uh, years Mm -hmm. ago. I don't know if he was on any of Mm -hmm. your trips. He came on the show and talked about it.
0: Yeah, uh, what, what we do is uh, Shanghai is a great city, yeah. and so we spend a couple of days there. Uh, but then we go to Xi'an, which is um, about a two-hour flight, and it's a great city. Uh, it's where the terracotta warriors are. Oh,
1: yes, I was going to ask and you about you that. you've
0: got to see this. Yeah. They're still digging them up, wow. believe it or not. Um, so that, that's really a highlight, and um, if you haven't ever seen this, it's, it's awesome. That's the only way I can think yeah. about it. And then after a few days in Xi'an, we go uh, to Beijing, and um, it's a couple of hours on a plane, but for the last six or seven years, what I've suggested, and it's working for us really well, is taking a train. From Xi'an to Beijing. It's about five to six hours. But you see the countryside. You go through the cities. You see the development. You see all kinds of stuff on the trip.
1: There's a show on cable that talks about all these amazing train rides in India Mm -hmm. and China and Japan. High-speed trains Mm -hmm, with with four-star, five-star meals on them. Uh, I mean the the meals on these trains are like spectacular, and there's this. I would love this guy's job. He's the host of the show and goes on all these trains. Unbelievable.
0: 120 miles yeah. an hour. Yeah. Miles an hour. I mean, it's amazing. And then when you pass one going the other way, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I, like I would that I would that I would be interested in. That's pretty cool. So if you're interested, uh, call. How yeah. do they get in touch with you, Chris?
0: Oh just give me a call at home uh, i wouldn 't even put the i'll give you the phone number, but, but nobody ever remembers it <laughs> but um yeah, you could give me a call at um at two two three all
1: right. I mean, there you, you go. To, you got it from the source, and
0: yeah, that's good. But thank, you know, thanks for for bringing that up. No, that's uh, great. I haven't done one since – I haven't done a trip, obviously, since COVID, but it's time for another one.
1: For sure. That's exciting. All right. So let's talk about the, the things be, beyond business, about uh, uh, the people and the culture and, uh, and their work ethic. That's the one I'd like to focus on. Holy mackerel. Um, but let's first talk about Taiwan. Uh, obviously, we're hearing a lot about Taiwan these days mm-hmm. and a little concern about what's happening between China and Taiwan. And um, I am involved in the USS Vermont nuclear submarine, and they just got assigned to Pearl Harbor. And uh, most of the sailors I talked to were a little worried that uh, they were perhaps being positioned mm-hmm. close to Taiwan and to China. So what what is it like in Taiwan and uh, what's – What's going on there?
0: Well, ta- Taiwan um, was part of China, and China thinks that it still is part right. of China. And, and frankly, they have a rightful to feel that way because China got all hacked up oh, and back in 100, 200 years ago. And finally, uh, the movement was to get the motherland back together again, You know, the recent political right. uh, government. So they got back um, Hong Kong. They got back Macau. And the only thing, and Tibet came back. So the only thing left now is Taiwan. And, uh, and I, I understand this, I think. The government and the people in mainland China say, we want our country back. The motherland has come back together again. And the only one missing is Taiwan. Um, so that's the reason that you see and you hear what you do. And Taiwan uh, itself, it's, it's about the size of Vermont geographically, plus mm-hmm. about 40 percent of New Hampshire. Not very big. Twenty three million people. And um, it's divided. Uh, half of the people, if you survey them in, in Taiwan, would say, yes, we're ready to go back because they have families still there. Ah. Uh, the other half says, no, you know, we want to stay here. And part of the problem is, if it's a problem for for Taiwan, I think it's a plus, obviously, they have a democracy. Right. And uh, people vote. And people vote for the president. And people vote for, for the uh, people in parliament. And that would never happen if they went back to mainland China. So that's, I think, uh, one of the major reasons why Taiwanese want to remain independent and um, – You know, we've been uh, we've been feeding Taiwan with all kinds of um, warfare aircraft uh, and and all the other ways to defend themselves. Um, But if there was ever a a war between mainland China and Taiwan, I think Taiwan would end up getting leveled, just like has happened in in Ukraine. Right. Um, So it's. I think. um, I think I recall. President Xi, who is the guy that runs, he's he's the president of the country, he's the commander of the military, and he's the top guy um, in in the uh, party. So, you know, he's he's a very powerful man, right. probably the most powerful guy in the in the world, uh, if he wanted to use his power. So anyway, um, I don't know. If or when, but I think it probably will happen that Taiwan will go back. Really? And uh, Xi, President Xi in China has said that if that doesn't happen before uh, 2027, that China will go in militarily and take it back. Wow. Now, that would be a disaster. Well, and for
1: us, because we've committed to Taiwan as we have with Israel. And
0: Taiwan is great. It's a great place. Yeah. Um, the people, it's, it's Chinese. I mean, it's basically Chinese. It was always Chinese. And uh, what happened was in 1895, uh, the Japanese took uh, Taiwan, forced, forcibly took Taiwan and had it until uh, we dropped the bomb in 45. And then uh, Taiwan was relieved of, of the Japanese and uh, Stayed on, stayed separately. Um, you, you had um, Chiang Kai-shek moved his um, operations from China when he was fighting with with Mao, uh, moved his operations to Taiwan, and uh, so Taiwan is, considers itself independent from China, although. You know, it's, it is and was, and probably will in the future be back in, to mainland China.
1: I'm surprised that there is a lot of people in Taiwan that want to go back because they're going to lose, as you said, all the democratic mm-hmm. processes and, and rights that they have, and they'll be back. Under Chinese rule, which um, may be a little different than what they're uh, under now.
0: I think they know that, but uh, it's family. It's family. Uh, fa- family mm-hmm. ties in China are very important.
1: Can they go theory. back and forth? Uh, oh, it's yeah. not like the wall. Like oh uh, no no j- you
0: hop on a plane and fly oh, right okay. over there. Yeah, it's it's uh, no big deal.
1: Uh, but they still want to be next door rather than sure uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot to give up. I mean, yeah, the, and I, that's, I don't think democracy. that's going to
0: happen. But yeah. we'll
1: see. And then we'll be drawn in, of course, because we have commitments to, to Taiwan. Oh, a, anything cheerful you want to <laughs> <laughs> lift this conversation up a little bit? Um, yeah, no, it's, um, I heard it's beautiful there. I mean just – Taiwan? But yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is beautiful. It's interesting. It's not – like I mentioned, it's not much bigger than Vermont geographically. Right. Uh, but on the east side is where the mountains are, and there's a 12,000-foot mountain in Taiwan. Whoa. Where there's always snow at Oh, the top. well, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have mountains, very high mountains on, on the east side and the west side is where uh, all the commercial and most of the population.
1: Uh, and do we have a lot of American businesses there and Ameri- mm-hmm. Americans there, American mm-hmm. people yeah. living there? Yeah, we do. Yeah.
0: We do, and, and we have, uh, what's, what's basically an embassy over there, but it's not called that because yeah. in order to keep mainland China happy about it, we don't call it an embassy, oh, okay. we call it something
1: else. Yeah. And, um, you, cause you've lived there, um, are there restrictions on Americans or American business or...
0: In Taiwan? Th- yeah, just, no. they're
1: just regular no. folk and fit mm-hmm. right in. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so, um, I have to sh- – I've got to show you this book. I've got to find it for you. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, the Chinese culture and its people. What is your impression of the people? Um, I know yep. I have – I think here in America we have – I have an impression of the Chinese people. And what? what given that you live there, what do you, what's your impression of uh, them?
0: Well, families are important. Yep. Families are very important in China and they stick together. Um, th- that's one thing. The work ethic – is unbelievable yeah, right. uh, if you don't finish the job you were told to do on friday you stay there until you finish it huh. <laughs> and that had uh,
1: happened here <laughs> uh,
0: so, so it's it, the work ethic is is excellent um the people are very generous with foreigners uh i i really was so happy with, you know, I, I didn't want to live in with the expats i yeah. wanted to live in China, in, in mid-level, you know, mid, uh, mid-economic mm-hmm. uh, uh, China. I wouldn't just be one of the, one of the of people course. in that area and not where a whole bunch of Americans live right. or foreigners. So I, I was fortunate. I got an ap- apartment on a brand-new building on the top floor, 26th floor, wow. overlooking the Wanpu River. I mean, it could not be better.
1: That's great.
0: And, and I had an opportunity to buy that apartment. Way back um, when I first when I first moved there, and I'm thinking, oh, that's way too much money for this. If I had bought it then, you know, what it's, what, what it's going for wow. now A million bucks.
1: Oh wow, Chris!
0: It, you know, the uh, real estate in China has just exploded. Huh. But anyway, so um, so yeah, I just wanted to you know be there and and uh, had had my own little office with with this friend of mine, who, who had the, who was renting the whole floor of the building, and it was really good because he. Um, he was a trading company in China, so he knew everything about ah. China. And it was very, he's great uh, – still my mentor and a great friend of mine um, in both Taiwan and mainland China.
1: That's great. So you almost sound like you miss it a lot. Yeah, huh? I do in a lot yeah. of ways.
0: Um, it's – it's uh, you know, the people are very friendly toward Americans. Now, right. the politics of, of recent times may right. change that a little bit. But I, I have a lot of friends I communicate with over there on a regular basis, and they said, nah. you know, Right. They've – Chinese people have always liked Americans, and they pretty much still that way. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, living there was was great. Um, you know, big supermarkets where you can get all kinds of Chinese food. Well, there you go. <laughs> and and uh, the restaurants and like I said, the people are very are very generous. Now, how did uh, you
1: manage very, with the language? Uh, do a lot of them speak English? Because uh,
0: uh, well, they teach English. Uh, they yes, teach English in in the Chinese schools yeah. all the way starting in all the way starting from third grade all the right. way up through university. Right. So, uh, younger people, most of them can talk, um, but you know what it is it 's like learning Spanish when you 're in high school or college, and then if you don 't use it ten yeah, years right. later, yeah, forget it. uh forget some of it but but um yeah, people are very friendly and um, yeah i' made a lot of friends That's there,
1: great.
0: and it, it was it was fun being it was fun being the uh the only foreigner
1: I'm you nice know that. i
0: mean in my in my uh Apartment building, I was the only foreigner, wow. <laughs> and uh, it, it was great, but the other people were very friendly, and most people, like you asked earlier, can speak English or right, some English, right. so you, you get along fine.
1: Yeah, and, you well. know, I've,
0: I've learned enough of, of the basic stuff, like ni hao, ni hao ma, wa or, uh, or uh, whatever. Wa yo what pijo? Ni pijo yeah. <laughs> Don't know. Do you want a beer? Oh, oh <laughs> yes.
1: How do you say yes in Chinese? That would be perfect right now, a beer. Dway,
0: dway,
1: dway. You know the important stuff. Yeah. Well, that's like I used to travel over to Switzerland a lot for my business, and I learned the same words. <laughs> it's funny how you pick those up. Yes. But anyway, um, so uh, when you were talking about the uh, the education of, the, of these people, um, that must be where the work ethic and home, where the work ethic gets embedded in – who they are, uh, because I read a lot about, um, uh, the quality of the elementary, middle, and high school, and the articles I read was interesting that, um, that a lot of, by the time they get to college, whatever, that they sort of come over here or go to other places, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure that the colleges have the same reputation as the, uh, the, you know, elementary, middle school.
0: Education is very important to Chinese families. And and, uh, when I say families, because in most cases there are more uh, nuclear families in China than there are in this country. Right. Um, It's very important. And the schools are pretty good um, all the way up through until you, as you mentioned, get to university.
1: I read an article, Chris, about how the Chinese people look at education versus. How we look on education here in the States, and it's quite different, the end results, I think, uh, what Chinese expect of their students and what we expect.
0: Education is very important to Chinese families, and um, one of the things that I believe this is still true, that in the spring, there is uh, a test, a national test, and if you want to go to college, you have to take that national test first. If you don't pass it, then forget about forget, going to right. college. But if you do, if you do pass it, then you can go forward and apply to either Chinese um, universities or colleges, or any place in the world.
1: Wow. And there
0: are quite a few Chinese students in the USA. Right,
1: believe. that was the article said that there was a lot of people, a lot of Chinese students that really wanted to come to the U.S. because they thought the college level was better than necessarily. Um, yes, they they look at the lower grades first. Um, Bill, we have uh, Bill. Chris, we have Bill from Burlington on the phone wants to talk to you. Sorry, Bill. Go ahead. Hi, Pat. Do you remember me at all? I don't know. It's Keep okay. talking. I'll remember. Bill Cale okay. from the Associated General Congress. Oh, he certainly oh, remember. Oh, Bill. Uh, yeah. Hi, Bill. <laughs> Chris remembers, too. Go ahead. That's cool. Thanks. Go ahead. So I just heard the interview, and I just wanted to call in to say, Hello to long time friends.
0: Very nice. Yeah, we sure are long time friends, Bill.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. That's great. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Bill. That was very sweet.
0: Thanks for the call. Hope
1: hope all is well. (laughs) That's cool. Now, there's a memory for you. Yeah. Oh. Bill T.O. Yeah, really. Yeah. The store and the. Last time
0: I saw him, he was playing golf up at. Up in where was he? Burlington
1: Country Club, or? no,
0: no, yeah. he, he was he was up at uh, Mount, not Mount uh, Snow, but
1: Mansfield or something. Uh, uh, I, really I know he's right. a great guy, yeah. a legend in Burlington. Yeah. Everybody knows him. But anyway, so we were talking about the education system and how important the uh, the lower grades are. Well, I'm sure college is a is an important thing too. It's just different, I think.
0: And, and I should I should mention um, one of the things we hear about is. You know, loss of face. Um, in China, they take this very seriously. Loss of face. Uh, if if you get in a situation oh. where you have a, where you've made a mistake or done something wrong, loss of face is uh, you know we kid we kid about it here, but it's taken seriously in China. Really,
1: what are the ramifications?
0: Well, ramifications are it depends on the situation, but you know maybe nobody's going to talk to you for wow. the next three days or whatever you know. Um, or you're embarrassed, and, and uh, people know that you're embarrassed, huh. and that's important in China. Good for have,
1: them, actually. Yeah. You know, do what you say you're going to do and do it right. Right. There, there's a concept. <laughs> I just am so impressed with the folks I have known over the years working for so many years um, that when they do have that background, you can – and, and we, don't, we get annoyed with it. Some, some worker, coworkers get annoyed, but that's the way to succeed. Work hard. That's right. It's a concept that's not taken, um, you that's know, right. seriously in some places. But anyway, so and I was also reading about crime in China. There's yeah. uh, I'm presuming either it's there very isn't any, and because the punishment's probably dandy. Well,
0: that's part of it. But I, people in China in general, um, don't steal from each other. I mean, I've seen you know I've seen people where. Uh, in, in a flea market, some guy grabbed something when the flea market operated. It wasn't It wasn't watching right. uh-huh. And as soon as he grabbed it and started running, five other people went chasing him down. Oh, grabbed no him and brought it back. Good for oh, them. Yeah. yeah there, there is, you know, the stores leave stuff out at night. Uh, and this is in Shanghai, no wow. less. You, as a woman could walk down any street in Shanghai at 2 o'clock in the morning, and you wouldn't have a problem. Huh. Uh, it's it's very refreshing.
1: That's great. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a lot of respect for people that work hard and what mm-hmm. they've managed to um, to acquire. Yeah. Uh, that's great. That's...
0: Yeah, it's, I feel, you know, I, you could feel, like I said, in the middle of the night walking down any street and you wouldn't
1: have a I bet they don't let people out uh, anytime too soon if they're actually caught like we do here.
0: Mm-hmm. uh yeah I mean I part of it I think is the is the punishment right, but the other part of it is the culture. people just you right. they know, don't do it I mean, I left my wallet in a restaurant one one time by mistake, and um i I was two blocks down out of the restaurant when I heard somebody yelling at I mean it was the waitress <laughs>
1: oh no kidding oh no. yeah, that's great yeah that's that's kind of comforting to know. Mm-hmm. that's great um and let's go talk about my favorite subject here as food um it's much different uh food here than what we call Chinese than what is called chinese, and you said each province has a different sort of yeah. take on the food as well what's what's the main focus of of food the, the is it meat vegetables um, uh, it's it's above? a lot of
0: vegetables um and and some meat but it's more fish,
1: uh, yeah, fish. Than,
0: than it would be beef in, yeah. in most cases healthy or chicken a lot of chicken yeah um and it's it's nowhere near what the food is here, um, and and they have uh, they have the, these uh, pot, hot pot restaurants where you can uh, pick out the kind of food that you want, and then there's a big pot of hot sauce. One side is is uh, spicy, spicy, <laughs> and the other side is not. And you know you have your chopsticks, and you can just do it. To it. But the food is very different than Chinese food here.
1: Cool.
0: And it's, what's interesting. About China is that when people have to make a – not always, but in general, when people have to make a decision on something, really, if it's a big decision, they do it over a meal. Ah. Yeah. We would go into the conference room maybe and speak people down and say, all right, what are we going to do here? Right. But in China, uh, a lot of those discussions and decisions are made over a meal.
1: Right. Well that's but that's also in Canada and other just in the United States you get the cold cut platter. <laughs> and at one time we were coming back a bunch of us uh, representing the state coming back through the through the border and uh and we said we had lunch there and the guy was talking about what we must have had a full course meal and blah blah blah. And he says as opposed to your you know your um, cold cut platter right. and, <laughs> and, and and coleslaw and potato salad I said they're right. Yeah. We don't use Lunch and dinner as they use food to to be part of right. the negotiations and to right. make people feel comfortable and relaxed.
0: And, and the, I mean, the the difference between what we call Chinese food in the USA is, is not even in the ballpark wow. of the real thing in huh. China. And as you as you pointed out before, mentioned before, um, you know, Shanghainese food is different than Beijing food. Right. And the various provinces all have different. Now, I like spicy food. So, uh, Sichuan province is where you want to go to get the best, the best spicy food in the world. Well,
1: I know that even on our, on our menus when they have Sichuan with a red star. (laughs) Do not order. (laughs) You would like that. You like this. Oh, Uh, yeah.
0: And I love spicy food.
1: Yeah. Oh, it kills me. But anyway, I, um, I wonder if a, a, a real Chinese restaurant would be successful here in the United States. Because maybe it's so different where – I, I think sitting. there
0: are. There are some in New York City and right. certainly on the West Coast where there's a lot of Chinese. Oh, excellent. Uh, San Francisco, for example. Uh, but, you know, I, I've i had to – I have been able to talk to some of those th- – some of the folks uh, that have – the Chinese that have Chinese restaurants here. And it's 95 percent, but that 5 percent is missing because they can't get the ingredients that they oh, need. Oh, right. So they can't get them here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's the difference, although, you know, there's some very good real Chinese food in New York City and San Francisco. But it's still not 100 percent of what you get. Right. And and it's being served in a different environment, a completely different environment than in China.
1: Well, talk about those um, outside markets. That was the big discussion with Hunan and the COVID that they said it came from. These outside markets. Oh, there are or, flea uh, markets yeah, all over right, the place. Exactly yeah.
0: So. yeah, and then there are food markets. There's yeah. a lot of food markets with fresh food. And, uh, you know, you don't – it's not like going into a supermarket here. It's outdoors, and uh, it's all kinds of food. And, you know, it, and even uh, the supermarkets, there are big supermarkets in Shanghai. And right near where I lived was the supermarket I would – I would shop at, and it was interesting. You know, if we're looking for for uh, beef, let's say a pork, and pork is really big in China. Uh, but let's mm. say it's pork, and so you're in the meat, meat counter. You know, in the USA, it would be wrapped up, and then they put it on the. Uh, but not in China. Oh, good. We all touch it just grab it <laughs> and look at it. Oh. And you know, and then they say, "No, I don't want that," and they put it back and grab another one. Oh. And there are towels, so you can. Clean up well, the that'll meat. help, but the, but the meat is not wrapped up. <laughs> oh, so, maybe not, uh, but Chris. Then again, everything in Chinese food is cooked. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. You know. Oh yuck! Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, I'm a little concerned all the time about food and you, quality and.
0: If, if I get you to China, I'll take it to a to a Chinese supermarket. It's wild. I it's
1: bet. Great. I bet.
0: Just
1: love it. Well, I guess when you're in Rome, do as the Romans do, as they say. That's really funny. I would love to go to a Chinese uh, restaurant, a real Chinese restaurant, though, just for once. So um, Chris was talking about um, uh, supermarkets and that you don't just buy what the price says. you got to haggle it. And what is it called?
0: Just, just uh, haggling, but, yeah. yeah, but um, not in the supermarkets oh. or a place like oh, at that, those not in the big markets. department store, yeah. but in the smaller stores or in the, any of the flea markets that you yeah. go to, um, and there, there are tourist areas around in Shanghai, and if you're in one of those areas, um, they almost always expect you to, to, to haggle, haggle and, and to you know to try to get a better deal. And I, I do it automatically and not a lot in the supermarkets because, yeah. you know, that's the price is a right, price exactly. like here. But uh, in any of the other, even in the small shops along the streets, yeah, you got you can haggle.
1: Oh, and I'm, it's
0: fun. Really? <laughs> it really me, is so fun. So give me
1: an example. I mean, I'm not being funny. I, I, can't, I can't imagine me doing it. So uh, if I offered you something for four bucks, you'd say, no, no, no? You know?
0: Yeah, you throw out a number and, and then you'll go back and forth. And then if... If you still haven't gotten the deal, you walk away and nine out of ten times, oh, okay, come okay, you. come back, come back, come
1: back. <laughs> well, I guess something is better than nothing. Yeah. Right? So oh, it's fun. That's cool. I, and they expect it, so you yeah. have to do it.
0: Absolutely. A, and the so. people are nice. I mean, you know, nobody gets angry at you, yeah. um, in most cases at least, cool. when you do that. It's a lot of fun.
1: That is great.
0: It's a great place. Yes, i like got to get you over
1: well, um yeah, should I stick out like a sore thumb, though, wouldn't I? I'm a little taller than most. <laughs> no. No? No, oh, no, no,
0: no, no. That's a real misconception. Really? Uh, there are a lot of, of tall Chinese men and women also, mostly younger, um, I think because, you know, the grandparents are there and then there's the parents and then there's them. Over those years, 30, 40 years nutrition has become yeah, much much
1: right, better right
0: right as as health has also yeah. um so consequently you see a lot of taller younger people nice i mean who was it that was uh on the played basketball um what's, i can't remember his name now yao ming yeah yao, yao ming. ming Bingo, right. right uh he was from shanghai
1: well, he was very tall wasn't yeah, he six, yeah six
0: uh, eight or yeah, something right. yeah anyway yeah.
1: cool yeah my impression is smaller but, <laughs> But that's what we see on TV. Shame on us.
0: Right. Yeah. We
1: should uh, teach what is. Anyway, so tell me about uh, travel back and forth. We were talking about Taiwan and China, but how about uh, coming here and going into the country? and um, yeah, What, what um, are the restrictions? It, any? It's
0: pretty easy, actually. Uh, over the years, when I'm going back and forth, I go Burlington, Chicago, Chicago, Shanghai. And uh, the... The flight from Chicago to Shanghai directly has stopped with COVID. It hasn't restarted yet. So now we have to go Burlington, either, either Newark or Chicago, and then to San Francisco. Oh, and so it adds about four hours, five hours onto oh. the trip. But if the Chicago flight comes back again, uh, it's two hours to Chicago and it's 14 hours to Shanghai. That's, that's it. Pretty quick. Wow. Go halfway around the world.
1: 14 hours on a plane. Yeah.
0: But you know what they take good care of you. yeah them. they do the even if, i mean i don't fly first class I yeah. can't afford it I, I'm in economy anything pretty much the meals are great right the, the drinks are all free
1: <laughs> oh really there's a plus yeah. there's
0: so a plus. you know you're happy and that's you, can, great. you can take a nap and you can watch a movie as well excellent things you can do.
1: that's cool because i um, um uh, I just i think when they when you see a group of Chinese people here they're so fascinated. To be tourists, I mean, you can can watch them, and they just love absorb it all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I hope we we do that over there. I must it must be so different than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, that it must be so much fun to to absorb it and learn it, and especially if they they go out of their way to be nice to you, that's even better. It's a plus.
0: and, you know, and there's, there's nothing nothing scary about it. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what what I do is uh, when I bring a group over there. It's about learning about China. It's not like when you, when you buy one of the deals, you know, on, on some travel right. agency and they'll take you into a, in, into, when you eat, they'll take like 50 people off the bus and into this room and the food is okay, but it's, not, you know, they don't want to offend anybody with right. the food. Um, what we do, and have eight people, 10, 11 people, right. we go into the local restaurants. Right. And we don't make reservations. We go there. And they're always thrilled to have to have one the business and number two having Americans come in. Excellent. To these little restaurants, you know, they never see Americans, yeah. and they, they couldn't be nicer, couldn't be more generous with us. And it's it's, it's what, great. It's, great. it's so much fun.
1: Flashing back when I lived in New York City, we used to go to Chinatown all the time, and the same thing. One restaurant that you didn't see necessarily Americans there, there were usually the locals there, mm-hmm. is 20 and a half Pell Street in Chinatown. Right. And the quantity, and besides the fact the quality was great, but you'd order a meal and it was ridiculous, you know, kind of take it home for the next 10 days. Um, but that was in Chinatown. I, I bet that was close to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I can't remember back that far, but it was 20 and a half Pell Street. Why I remember the address is beyond me, but that was what it was.
0: Well, what I try to do, what, what I do do, if I bring a group over, it's just small groups, you know, yeah. 6, eight, ten people, um, is to see the real China.
1: Right, you know, exactly. Not
0: to go in where, where the buses go uh, right. that, because that's neutralized food so nobody, like I said, gets right. offended with the food. Um, go to the small little places. Yeah. Go to places where the big groups don't go. They don't even know that they're there. Right, and uh really have a, have a great time that's
1: great good for you
0: and yeah we have a we the travel around in the bus and, and we have some great tour guides the local tour guides are oh, just wonderful and they, you know they all speak great english and, right and uh but you get to know them personally, and, and so when the day's over, you'll say, Hey, come on, go out to dinner with us. Okay. You want to <laughs> go out and have a beer with us? Sure. You know, That's they'll great. do that. It's not like they're working for a company and they can't do what they want to do. And how
1: are the accommodations there, the hotels and it's the great, top two? Yeah, five
0: star hotels. Yeah, right. Uh, we, we go to four star hotels. Five stars is a little pricey. Yeah. But the four stars. Oh, the other thing is, you get up in the morning, you go down for breakfast, it's a monster buffet. Oh, wow. Unbelievable amount of food.
1: I think I'm loving this, Chris. Yeah.
0: Well, like <laughs> I, I said, great. we got a few people together. We yeah, can do
1: it. Really? How do how I, I presume do they have the same problems we have here of housing and and lack of people to work and and the kind of stuff that we have the economy or or it's so different over there.
0: Well, the, the over the past ten years or so, the uh, the rural areas have been coming. You know, the farmers, well small right those, those got bigger under one person, and then the other farmers of the families have come into the big cities uh, so that shift has gone on so there 's been a lot of construction uh, high high altitude you know like I, my living building uh, when I was over there was 26, wow. 26 stories right, uh, and most of them of the ones they 're building now are you know anywhere from twenty to maybe 30, thirty
1: thirty
0: two wow. uh, and you can get one two, Three, you can get three or four apartments on one floor. Uh, so there's been a lot of construction. Um, yeah. at the, you know, they build residentially, up. up. We build residentially, flat. Out. Right. <laughs> so, um, and they have to do that with 1.4 billion right. people. Right.
1: Where they go up.
0: 1.4 4 yeah. billion people, not billion people. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Very... <laughs>
0: so most people live in apartments, and hmm. they own their apartments. They don't rent them; they own them.
1: Oh, interesting, like a co-op or condo or mm-hmm. whatever. Oh, interesting. And yeah. cost of living there compared to here? Is it uh,
0: – um, You know, it's a big city, Shanghai. I, I would say it's a little – well, it depends. Here, it's, it's more expensive. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably about the same as big cities in the oh. USA. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. But and if you're in the countryside,
0: it's much less. They much can't less.
1: possibly have trouble with finding people for jobs with uh, all those people. They don't have uh, – like here, it's amazing to me. Restaurants close – Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday because they don't have staff, so they're only open on the weekends and some only open for breakfast and lunch. It's just ridiculous.
0: No, there's a – I think their unemployment rate is run right at about 6 percent recently. Really? Uh, it's mm. been gone up a little bit, but normally it's been in the 4 to 5 percent range.
1: Yeah, right there. Yeah. I could imagine with all those number of people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to turn the show over to you at the end here to talk about whatever you want to talk about about China and how much you love it.
0: Well, I, I think um, it's, it's the, you know, you're in a big city, Shanghai, let's say, or any big city in China. Uh, it's a big city. It's like New York maybe or San Francisco maybe. But then there's the other side where the culture is very different. And it's a culture that is, from my experience, in the time that I lived there in the time I still go there, the people are very kind to foreigners and particularly to Americans, Americans because they, you know, they don't – they hear a lot about America and it's a country where you can speak freely. That's the big thing. Right. I mean in China, you know, it's pretty much like the rest of any other place in the USA except you can't criticize the government. Don't do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because they'll come knocking at your door? Oh, yes. Oh, really?
0: Well, you know, the first or second time you'll be advised by the police. uh, You shouldn't be doing that. If you do it the third or fourth time, yeah, Yeah. then they're going to drag you. You've been warned, right? Yeah, you've been Uh, warned a few times. Mm -hmm. Button it up. But everything else is just like living here. People are very friendly. Uh, A big city like Shanghai, there's cars everywhere. You think we have traffic in big cities. Uh, It's... On the other hand, they're way ahead of us on electric cars. They're up to like 16% now.
1: Oh, no kidding.
0: And, and they're, they're doing it quickly. They have huh. to. They
1: well, really the,
0: have to in China yeah. because of the pollution and so on.
1: Yep. And that is a big issue, um, the pollution. You When you see pictures of some of their cities, they're sort of encased in in yeah. a cloud.
0: I have to give them credit, though. It was a time between when I first started living in Shanghai, which you could never see the moon at night. Right. Now you can. Oh. Um, they have done – they got a long way to go yet, but they are really addressing the problem, and yeah. they're, they're making some, like I said, 16% electric cars, and that's going up quickly in yeah. China, much more quickly than it is here.
1: How much does the gas cost there? I mean, gas, electricity cost there is it expensive either either mode of transportation? Gasoline
0: is a little bit more expensive than here,
1: yeah,
0: um, because they don't.
1: They import. Well, they it, right?
0: do now. They're they're uh, importing uh, oil and gasoline Russia. from Russia. Uh, which they weren't really, you know. Historically, the uh, the Chinese haven't really trusted the Russians, and that's because of what's happened over the you know, yep. a lot of years. But right now, of course, they're trying to work together. Yeah. But uh, China, I think about half of it they they can produce themselves, and the other half they're importing some from Russia, some from the Middle East.
1: I'm a little, I'm a, get a little anxious about uh, Russia and China, and just what's going to happen with Taiwan, because I think that's going to be. Even, of course, it depends here in the Middle East how many other countries go to support the Palestinians or whatever. So, it's a scary world we live in.
0: Yeah, it, it is. Um, the Chinese people, you know, my my friends. I'm surprised some of them haven't gotten arrested, but uh, they, <laughs> they say they they send me things that I'm wondering how they get away with what they say. But um, the people in China, generally speaking, about Half to a little less than half are not happy with the government. Really? Um, But they can't do anything about it. That's the one – that's one of the biggest things that they they can't vote. And uh, if they could, I'm not – I think probably the current president, President Xi would be gone. Yeah, (laughs) right. They're not happy with him.
1: But he looks powerful. mean when You just see him. There's this aura (laughs) about him that's like, whoa. Anyway. Well, Chris, we're winding up the show. I can't thank you enough for coming on and talking about your experience in China. Uh, we really appreciate it. Chris Barbieri, um, who, uh, started his career in love of China with the Vermont Chamber of Commerce. Thank you, sir.
0: Thank My you. My pleasure. Thank you.
1: Thanks. We'll see you all. See you. What is today? Thursday. See you Tuesday. This is Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV.